welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey. Um, so this was a new to, uh, new to us author in 2022, correct? Was for me. Yeah. Um, Actually, I read her because of your recommendation and because you told me she did baseball well. And I'm a hard critic about baseball because it is like my favorite thing ever. It is. It is. Like, I cry. Like, I don't cry about a lot of things, but I cry about baseball all the time. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Beyond the Play by Kaylee Ryan. This is book three in the out of reach series as Lindsay said this is a baseball romance and after i read book one because i fell down early late last summer early last fall i fell down the kaylee ryan rabbit hole and i read book one and i said oh Lindsay, do you need a baseball series and she's like yeah because i like baseball and i was like um this is really good baseball and you're like hmm i'll be the judge and i don't even think 48 hours later you were like Okay, yeah, that was really good baseball. <laughs> it's so good. They're all so good. I I read this whole series so fast. So fast. Same. I think it was three days. I had all four books done. Yeah, and you were like, you have to read it. And I, I was like, I'm skeptical. I've not read a baseball romance that I really, really loved. Like, I think there have been some that I enjoyed. But I have not, like, loved, truly loved any of them. And baseball, I think, is a hard sport to write about. Um, Of the sports, I'm surprised it's not more popular in romance. But of all the sports, I think it's, like, extremely rigorous. And there's not a lot of downtime for the sport. And to do it well, to make it, to make it realistic with the sport is very hard to do, I think. Well, I think baseball has one of the shortest off seasons and it also has, there's so many different levels to it and there is an individuality to baseball, but then there's also this team dynamic. So there's a lot of layers that come into baseball. And I think that in a sports type romance setting, I think that's hard to do and it's hard to do well, particularly if you have someone that is fanatic in their love of the sport. Yes. So, okay. So the release date of this is March 8th of 2022. This is a unique series. Book one of the series is mom and dad. Well, yes, mom and dad. Mom is a single mom in book one and she meets dad who is a professional baseball player. Then the book jumps forward 20 years, 18 years. Yeah, because, yeah, book two is the daughter. daughter. And she was five in book one. And I believe she's 25, just graduated college in book two. Yes. So book two, we jump forward 20 years from book one. And we have the daughter, um, her love story and then the two additional books are her little sisters and um so while you can read this series as a standalone 
I think that you miss a lot if you don't at least read book one <laughs> before you read book any other. I think reading them in order is really good because, okay, we were going to talk about this book, but it's impossible to talk about this book without talking about the series for me. I'm just not going to do it very well. So <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there right now. Read them all. You'll love it. Say thank you later. <laughs> But in all seriousness, though, like the because of the way the relationships are, because of the age gaps between the siblings, and then because of specifically like the gap in time, to understand the dynamics of the relationships, and then especially to get like, because the dad is the character is such a, because the family is such a strong plot point in all of these stories, you will miss so much if you don't get that context from book one. I think you could read the last three out of order or as standalones, but I wouldn't do it. Like this is a series. I I wouldn't do it. I loved it so much in order. And you know me, I am not a person with any rules when it comes to romance. I will read book seven and then book two. And I don't read anything in order if I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But this series is much more dynamic when read in order. I agree. Um, because there are some little things, some little love language, family kitches and connections that really make more sense if you have read book one, two, and three and in order. Um, the other thing I will say is book two. So while book one is just straight contemporary romance, they're adults. Um, book two, three, and four, it's really new adult romance. These are women that are either just graduating college or are in college. Um, and the players are starting their professional career also. Um, so, okay. So March 8th, 2022 is when this book released. Uh, this is a baseball holiday romance, instant attraction. So much pining. There is so much pining in this book. Like, this is a forest of pine trees pining romance. Um, this is very much a slow, slow burn. <laughs> and um, it is a sports baseball, obviously. Series of standalones. And the put out percentage on this book was 83%. So let's talk about Holden first. He is our hero. And he has a reputation. Of being a playboy. Which one are we talking about? Wait, which one are we talking Did I do? Oh, Griff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, are I'll we doing book four or are we doing book three? I thought three. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. No, I was confused. <laughs> no, I <laughs> confused ourselves. Confused. Okay. But, okay. So, first, like, let's talk about why. Do you want to talk about why we picked book three first? Yes. Let's talk about book three first. Why we picked it. Why did we pick book three? It was my favorite. It's my favorite too. And I'm sorry I got it confused with book four. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, no, it's my favorite. It's interesting because it's also, I think Peyton's the middle child. She is. She's the middle child. And usually I have a harder time identifying like with the middle child because I'm the oldest of many siblings. <laughs> um, so usually like I have a stronger connection with like the oldest child but I really really loved her voice and then 
I like how she's just, she's not, she doesn't give him an inch. Not really. Like, she's very, she knows what she wants and she's not necessarily afraid to go after it. But at the same time, like, she's lived in the spotlight. She's lived in the spotlight for so much of her life that she is, like, aware of people potentially wanting to just take advantage of her position especially once they learn who her dad is right and her dad is this super dynamic man and he has retired from baseball and they still live in the town in which he played baseball for and is um you know, still very well known. You know, he has a reputation and is still really well known for his baseball, I don't know, prowess, for lack of a better word. No, I was right. This is Parker and Holden's book. I have the wrong Goodreads synopsis in this. I'm confused. So, okay, I'll read the description real quick. Parker, of all the hot guys in the club, of course I find myself tangled up with a baseball player. Our chemistry is out of the park, igniting as his athletic body moves next to mine. I know exactly who he is, the infamous Holden Bailey. He has no idea who I am or my connections to the team. I prefer it that way. I give in to one dance with Holden and send him home alone. He can have any woman he wants, but for some reason he wants me. His pursuit is relentless. He wrote the playbook on being a player, though, and giving it in could cost me my heart. I thought getting traded to the Blazes was life-changing, but it's nothing compared to meeting Parker Monroe. From the moment she bumps into me on the crowded dance floor, I can tear my eyes away from her. She's gorgeous, intelligent, and definitely not interested, at least not in the player the media portrays me to be. I need to convince her that with her i'm authentic and what we have is real thing is a real thing game on when the truth gets twisted it looks like i am playing her but she has it all wrong the way i feel about parker is beyond the play and she is my end game so these two meet in the club she's out with her friend remember and the baseball players are all there and they're dancing and he keeps trying to hit on her and she's like hmm not interested <laughs> because their meet cute was very similar to her mom and dad's meet cute like it mirrored and Holden got traded to the Nashville team because he had this playboy reputation and his previous team was like we need to cut him he's too much of this media sensation and he's distraction am I bringing it back yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know why I got confused. That's okay. I'm just like, okay. I'm all caught up in my brain now. Okay. So Parker. Book three is still my favorite. It is still. I'm it just sometimes. The characters. Overall, but... this series is really good. And at the end of the day, all we want you to take out of this episode is go read all four of these books. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Parker she is attracted to Holden, but she is well aware of his reputation and is about to just be, and doesn't want to be the next woman on his bedpost. Cause he has a reputation of being the party good time guy. 
And yes. he doesn't know who she is when they first meet. Isn't it a while before he finds out who she is? Yeah, she keeps inviting him to... He moves into the same apartment complex that she lives in. And she invite they remember they go back and forth between each yeah. other's apartments. Their neighbors. Their neighbors, yeah. She's hoping to like be done with him forever. Not really, but like she is kind of because she's a little she's not crazy, but she's a little introverted, sort of. And then she's hoping to be done with him forever. And then next thing you know, he's her next door neighbor. Right. <laughs> and his love language is the small, like, moments for her. Like, she lives with her, she's a college senior. She's trying to get a job with the baseball team. She wants to work with the baseball team. Um, and her godfather, her dad's best friend, is the general manager of the baseball team. And they were teammates. And she's, you know, navigating her last semester of college and this next door neighbor guy that who's really famous but they kind of keep their relationship very much on the down low there's a dynamic there if i remember correctly with the gm eventually where like she thinks that her relationship with him is a scandal is the scandal and he's deciding like whether or not to acquire this player and she she thinks that the, her relationship with Holden she doesn't understand that like it's something else and it's it's really quite an interesting dynamic because the, like the conflict the way it builds up is he's trying to build his baseball career he's trying to improve his reputation and I think too, like just show like who he actually is because you see a different like he's not I wouldn't say he's the playboy bad boy with her at all not really he really isn't he has a genuinely good heart and he's a little bit of a mama's boy um but there's also this situation where he came into the league really fast and really young and early on didn't make some of the greatest decisions and now they're haunting him a little bit and a reputation is a hard thing to fix it is a hard thing to fix. Um, so let's talk about their chemistry in this book, because I think that that's one of the things that really drives this book is this phenomenal over-the-top chemistry between the two of them. I want to say, yeah, their chemistry is great. But I also want to say that, like, the way she wrote him in particular made me feel like, like, so in baseball especially like the last decade, there's been like a plethora of phenoms, which are like once in a generation type players. And it's happened quite a lot recently, but he reminded me so much, like he read so much of like a Bryce Harper, Mike Trout type player to me, like just come in the league really young. Like the way they wrote, she wrote him in particular, really just connected with me so much because it just gave light to this thing that's been happening in baseball and it put it in romance and it made me really happy and yes they have chemistry off the charts is it really like is the put out percentage really that far into the book it is they sleep together like in the same bed but they do not have sex 
because she is still trying to get him to prove himself that he's not just with her because one trying to fix his reputation and two she wants that real-time connection um and so i mean they have great flirting there's really great communication in this book and i think that the chemistry is so good that you don't realize that there isn't put out until 83 percent are all of these slow burn all of them are slow burns yeah I don't, they don't read like slow burns. They don't, but they are. <laughs> a lot happens in these books. It's really fun. <laughs> it is. Okay, so we hinted about Daddy Easton a little bit. He makes this whole series. So Easton is the hero from book one. And he is the arrogant baseball player, but ultimate good guy. Like, good guy. And his heroine's name is Larissa. That is the mom. But in these books of his daughters, Daddy Easton shows up and he is a papa bear <laughs> like no other. And he's constantly telling his girls like, no, you will not date him. You will not. And like his one daughter, the, the daughter that gets ma- that is in a relationship in the second book, her book is the second book. In this third book, she announces that you know, they're pregnant or they've had the baby and he's still like, no, they're, they're not married. <laughs> he's so yeah, ridiculous. Naughty things. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, but he, he's tough on these guys, like super tough on these like, guys. He doesn't even talk to them. He just intimidates them. Like he's, he, his intent, sole purpose when he meets them is to scare the bejesus out of them. And I don't know if it's a test or if he like is legitimately not happy with them, but the mom is so funny because she's like, quit it. Like you're like, it's like a scolding a bad puppy. That's just peed on the carpet. Like she's like, quit it. You, (laughs) she's like, you are such a problem. And yet he, like, he cannot get over himself. He does not learn. He did not learn from book two. He does it again in book three. And then he puts himself in the situation where you get not just like the grand gesture and the resolution from the hero, but you also have to get it from him because he's got to, he's got to do some work. (laughs) He does. He does. Um, I will say that this is probably the best second gen series of books. I've been really critical of second gen. We all know how I feel about some of the other second gens that we've read. Um, This works the way that keely ryan wrote these four books it works i feel like each story is fresh each story is its own story there's no repetitiveness the family and the family antics do not outshine the couple and their hea Mm -mm. it's just so good it really is and i like that it is a series together starting with the parents that it's not like it it doesn't bounce around like through a bunch of different characters where you're like how does this connect i don't need a you don't need a family tree to understand how this book works yeah agree <laughs> it just goes in order it goes in order like you just read them and it's all there on the page <laughs> um one of the best things about this book i think are the feels and the only word that i can say that gives you the entire dynamic of feelings in this book is smitten. 
Holden is smitten with Parker. Parker is smitten with Holden. Easton is smitten with his girls and loves his family. Big love. And there's just, it's kind of swoony. It's just really sweet. It, and I loved it. It's kind of insta-lovey almost because like they meet, they have immediate chemistry. And in all of the books, the hero, the hero decides almost immediately, like, I'm not letting this slip away. Like, I'm going to do what it need, what needs to happen to show up. And then, like I, I was saying earlier, like all of the heroines in the book in the, the series, they all have that kind of like hesitance about just trusting implicitly because of the way they grew up and the way they saw people with their dad and um, live, like growing up in that public spotlight. So they're very much close to the vest with who they are, with who their family is. They don't just let anybody in. And the guys are just so committed to these women. And it's like, there are, I think that I love yous are pretty quick in the books. Like usually there's not the physical, I don't think there's any physical intimacy in this series without the I love yous. I don't think so either. It definitely, there's true connection. They're truly committed. They're making the choice to be together sexually. Um, and it's impactful that way. So, um, okay. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance, even though we had a little bit of a rocky start to it. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? We read a lot of books, right? <laughs> it happens. I think it's so funny because... We were going to talk about all the series anyway. <laughs> we, it's fine. Read the series, guys. You'll know where we're at. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.